Yes, it's Friday and you know what that means. Yep, you're here for episode 9 of What You Need, When You Need It, with me, Lydia. I want to give a quick shout out to Love All Music and Lulu Eckhart for leaving my podcast a review on the iTunes store. I really appreciate it and thank you for listening. It's so crazy that this marks almost four months since the beginning of this series, and I'm so glad that you're listening. This week, I have a great conversation with yet another incredible human being. Jamila Mohammed is a student, a spoken word artist, and a member of the Peace Corps of the United States. This is one of my longer episodes, but I promise it's so worth it. So, let's just get to it. Basically, tell like the audience or the listeners a little bit about what you do. Like you're going to school, and you have your own YouTube channel. So just tell them a little bit about yourself and your name. Oh, basically my elevator speech. Yeah. All right, guys. My name is Jamila Muhammad. I'm 22 years old. I go to the University of Washington. You know, I'm a husky. She's a hater while she's wearing her cougar sweats. Cougs are where it's at. She had the nerve to wear those pants, knowing that she's going to do a podcast with the Husky. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I did. (laughs) So, uh, basically, I was raised in Washington State. I'm Somali, though. I have a Somali heritage. My mom came here in the 90s, escaping the Civil War. And... Yeah, and then she, like, moved down here in 95. And so, like, I'm a Washingtonian, hence my accent. I the sound best like... state. <laughs> oh, it's so exciting, too. Isn't this state wonderful? It is. It's nice. There's a lot of things to do, and it's there's a lot of outdoorsy things to do. A lot of outdoorsy things here. Yeah. A lot of fun things. You know, the weather's not so hot right now. Or ever. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> this whole thing. Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I am a spoken word artist. I also am going to Ethiopia in June. Uh, Yeah. So I am starting my Peace Corps volunteer volunteering. That's the word. Volunteering your service. (laughs) Uh, In June, I'm leaving for two and a half years. I'm headed to Ethiopia. I'm really excited about the opportunity, but I do have some obstacles in my way. Uh, one of those things is graduating. I have statistics this quarter, which oh, is... Oh, goodness. Right? I failed that twice. You're just statistics. like me. I'm yeah. taking it for the third time. Yeah, and then I passed the, the third time. Okay, I got a D and then <laughs> a D minus. I got worse the second time. And then I finally got, I think it was a teacher, though, because when I got a new teacher for that class, I ended up with a B plus in that class. So I was like, it has to be you. It can't be me. Yeah. <laughs> blame the teacher. Uh, yeah. My second case, I can't really blame the teacher. He tried his best to help me out. Shout out to that professor. You know I'm talking about you and you fine as hell, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could say that. I'm 22. It makes learning so much better when they're cute. But it makes it so much worse when you fail the class. And, and they, they worked so hard yeah, to help you out. And they you give you out. that disappointed look <laughs> at the end of the Like, you walk into their office and they just have that look on their face like, I expected better from you. <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah. You know, I actually ended up seeing, my best friend ended up having him for a 
teacher. And I ended up seeing him. He gave me that look you just described. Yep. Just like that. It's like you almost just you want to look down and look high. <laughs> but no, I had a few of those. I actually had one professor which who made me cry. Because he was just like, he, okay, I, I walked into his office. He was my computer science teacher. I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm, I just failed one exam. I'm, I don't think I'm going to do better on the second one. And he sat me down and he's like, Lydia, you're such a smart person. I know that you can get through this class and actually learn the material. And by the end of the conversation, I was I had like tears in my eyes. I was like, oh man, this person really believes in me. But uh, that was a mess. Just but he was a good teacher. It's the worst part. Yeah. Where it's like you fuck up in the class where the teacher actually cares about you. That's the worst, yeah. When they're mean to you, it's kind of easy. <laughs> You're like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't that's like so you anyway. <laughs> that you blame them. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. It's that's when it's okay to be like, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. But I did the the best that I've ever done fall quarter this year. Yeah. 2016, I should say. Happy New Year, you guys. And for the first time in my life, in my college years, I felt like I worked hard enough. You know, and it's just like sometimes, you know, like when you're not working hard enough yeah. and you like you blame other things when you should be truly blaming yourself. Mm-hmm. That's that's something I realize. Do you think it gets easier the older you get? Like, Do you understand yourself better and how you learn? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you studying? I'm studying sociology, but I'll be teaching English in Ethiopia, so. My goal is to be an immigration lawyer. Oh, man. I want to be a lawyer because... That's uh, a good field. My cousin's a lawyer in Kenya. What? Yeah, she's a lawyer and a chef, which is crazy. See, yeah. that's that's my thing. Like, yeah. I don't want to be just a lawyer. I want to be that lawyer that's, like, the entrepreneur. Yep. I, I love my beauty channel. Follow my YouTube channel, you guys, <laughs> Mila Beauty. You'll learn a lot about beauty tips. You learn a lot about hair tips and maintaining the skin using organic products. Mm-hmm. And I make organic treatments for the hair. Like Your she, mom? Yep. She's dope. I like her. I use all her oils. I didn't buy yeah. these oils myself. <laughs> you know how expensive these oils are? Yeah, yeah. She has oils I've never heard of like. And they're so beneficial for the body. They are. They are. I'm still stuck on the thing, the, how I used to say... Jojoba oil? I used to say Jojo. Jojoba. Jojoba. Yeah, and then you said it in the car, and I was like, oh, that's oh. how that's said. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah. But that stuff is really good. Oh, my Jojoba oil. Jojoba oil. Yeah. So, what made you decide to do the Peace Corps? You know, it's actually been a dream that I've had since high school. Yeah something that I want to get out of my environment and teach others who may or may have had the same background as I have Mm -hmm. and who are willing to grow with me and I know that teaching English is going to help me like become (laughs) I was going somewhere there yeah you were going to become more I wanted to do it too actually and I started the application. And so, yeah, she applied. She got accepted. But then last minute, they couldn't place her. Oh. Yeah, so she ended up going to Minnesota and 
taking a job there and continuing her master's program. But she was going to go there. Do you know you can get your master's program through the Peace Corps? Yep. Are you going to do that? Yep. That's lit. It's like, no, I'm not. No? <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, because my goal is to go to law school. So this is my yeah. goal. Like, for Peace Corps, I, do, I know that it's going to make me a stronger person. I know that it's going to make me much more of a driven person knowing um, I'm going to Ethiopia and Ethiopia is one of the uh, African countries that has not been colonized and Mm -hmm. I really like the history behind Ethiopia and it's close to my neighboring country, Somalia. So seeing how Ethiopia has never been colonized, um, stable government compared to my country which is right next door. I could definitely learn some tips on how I can help my people. Yeah, and do you think others. once you're a lawyer, you want to go back and help out over there? Of course. Just, yeah. My home—that's my unspoken home. Yeah. I've never mm. been. Oh my God! You're gonna mm-hmm. be in for the first time. What <laughs> the motherland? That's, that's awesome. Is that and so like you guys? I've been to Europe this summer, but I didn't go back to the motherland. But it's I, okay. I had a reason, you know. Good reason. Good reason to go. Yeah. Plus, you got to see the world. I got to see the world. A hey, piece of it, yeah. if you guys are going to visit Italy, you guys, make sure you know the language. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is it hard? Like, Oh, my God. It's so hard. Because, like, people know when you're a tourist. Yeah. Automatically. They, they, they see you and they're like, ah, oh, that's an American. That's an American. Yeah. And me being African-American, I just, you know, I just stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And just, yo. Just know the people, know the, I mean, the, know the culture of the people when you go there, mm-hmm. be polite, um, be willing to try new things when you travel, just make sure that you're open and not close-minded. Mm-hmm. And eat the food. And eat the food. <gasps> I learned the other day, apparently, when you go somewhere, even if it's somebody's house, you have to bring a gift. Like, it doesn't matter where, and I learned this from my mom, because anywhere she goes, if she meets somebody and they invite her to her house, she has to bring them something, even if it's just, like, sugar. Oh. And I was like, wow. And then I asked her about it, and she's like, yeah, well, you don't you don't show up to somebody's hand, house with empty hands. Oh. Yeah, because they're, they're giving you, like, their tea or whatever in their house. They're welcoming, welcoming you into their home, and if you don't bring them anything, it's, like, insulting or something? I don't, I don't know. That's a good tip to know. Yeah, that's very it's a good thing to know, yeah. But you know, it's like you gotta have money to do that. You do. But sugar is like two dollars. <laughs> sugar is two dollars and people use it. That's the good thing, yeah. Using sugar to make our tea today. Yeah, because she shows up to my house and she always has some tea too. And I'm like, I'm your daughter. She's like, it's just a cultural thing. Oh, that's super sweet. Yeah. So I was supposed to send a postcard. So one of my good friends just taught me how to make postcards, and they would always send me postcards. So I'm just embarrassed because they sent me holiday postcards. You didn't send one? I didn't send one. Yet. I have it. You can see it. Do it. I even have little cute little ornaments that I got with the postcards to send to the family. Yeah. But. Haven't done it. Haven't done it. You still got time. Let's just say, okay, what do you guys do? Let's say when you and that person... You know, I'm going to be honest, you guys. It's somebody that I was talking to. I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. And our conversation is just falling out. And it's long distance. Yeah. So should I write this postcard? Knowing that he sent me holiday postcards. Yes. So write the postcard. 
Yes, because if you value the the friendship at the end of the day, then it's just something that you do anyway. Like, you wouldn't hesitate to send it to one of your other friends. True. Yeah. So I should say. Mm-hmm. And then you never have to look back and be like, oh, man, like I regret that I didn't. I didn't value it enough to do the same thing that they would have done. And it's sitting in the corner. Send it. (laughs) Yeah. But travel, you guys. Traveling allows you to experience a lot of things and send postcards from different places. What do you think the the most important thing you learned from your travels to Europe is? Oh, it's just um, the most important thing I learned for sure is everywhere is different. Mm -hmm. And people, they... People know a smile, you know, a smile is known everywhere. And a smile brings just joy, even if you don't know that person, yeah. a stranger, they it's smile like hello. back, hello, you know, yeah. and it breaks a barrier. That's what I, that's what I really enjoyed. That's good. Yeah, my sister used to say that in our culture, you know how you walk in and you say hi to all the older people in the room, like you have to say hi to everybody in there? She says that's because it's like acknowledging that that person exists, that I see you, you know? Like that just makes people, I don't know, it puts you on a different level when you're kind to everybody and you're just like, I see you, you exist, you're validated, you know? That's so true. And it's weird, like, that's what our culture brings too, like the other, but like when I'm around people my age, Mm -hmm. I don't do it. You know? Because it's awkward. <laughs> it's so awkward. I could walk. Okay. At WSU, I used to go into the fourth floor. And when I started college, I knew everybody. Like, I knew all the black people. So when I walked in there, I could say hi to everybody comfortably. But by the end of my schooling, I didn't know everybody anymore. And it was just weird. It felt like it felt uncomfortable to greet everybody because you don't have that, that foundation with them. So, I don't know. It's very awkward with people our age. But then, like, let's say, like, my mom's store, which I go to, you know, I get yelled at if I don't greet somebody. Yeah, it's disrespectful. It's, it's disrespectful. <laughs> it's a disrespectful. Yeah, and they, they weren't raised like that. They were raised to acknowledge everybody. Like, yeah. But your mom is so awesome. That was serendipitous meeting her. <laughs> Crazy. She said, oh, you know, I met some awesome girls. Yeah. And they're from Pullman. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> Their mom owns a dog home. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then the next she morning, we wake up. She brought two daughters with her. They kind of sound familiar. Right? Yep. Are they from Kenya? Right? Do they happen to say anything like that? Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love these girls. No, I think they're the only Kenyans in full. Yeah, these are my sisters. Yeah. These are the girls that I've known forever, Haya. It was so strange. And I've never told them about, I never told you guys about my mom's story. No. And it's weird because that day we were trying to leave super early from Seattle. And we we went to see this lady who lives close to that Somali restaurant. And she's like, yeah, go by. There's a mall next door that you can go in and they have lots of clothes and blankets and stuff and we're like okay we'll go check it out we walked in there we spent maybe an hour and a half in that place just like buying blankets and then when we were walking out she's like no you have to come into my store too so we turned around and went in there and by the end of it she was like giving us the facial cleaning so she was amazing it was just nice and then we got the snapchat in the morning we're like oh this is my mom 
It was awesome. It made me laugh. Oh my god, I'm wiping my makeup off. No, you guys, I just did a full face beat. <laughs> I'm super sad. Just wiped it off. It turned out amazing, by the way, you guys. You I have to go check awesome her out meals. on YouTube. She's awesome. Once again, Hillary Clinton style. Go check out my YouTube. You know how in the in the debates she kept yeah, saying, yeah. go check out Hillary Clinton? Uh, I'm so sad <laughs> that she lost. <laughs> It's gonna be an interesting four years. I'm kind of even scared to say anything about him being yeah, Muslim and just African, in case. Yeah. just in case. Just like get your butt kicked out of it. Yeah, you're on the blacklist. You, you, you no fly. fly. <laughs> no flies. You <laughs> thought you were going to the Peace Corps? No, you thought. <laughs> you said something. I, mean, uh, we should have, I shouldn't be afraid to say anything. I do not like our president because of the things that he said, but I did love Obama. And I still love Obama. Super sad. I saw Michelle's speech today, her goodbye speech. Shout out to Michelle. I know. She, she looked like, uh, if, if that was me, I would have been balling up there. Just like, I know the country's going to horrible mess. Anyway. Yo, you guys. But what do you guys honestly think about how he's appointing people that really go against everything? America is supposed to stand for. He's a, also, you guys. He's a he's appointing billionaires, in many middle class workers, low class workers. Mm -hmm. Think that he's gonna bring jobs back? I don't think he is. I don't think they can relate to you guys. Sorry. Sorry. Just saying, he appointed Ben Carson for housing development. Yeah. <laughs> Urban development, like mm -hmm. he's gonna be taking care of our Section Eight. No, Section A is going to be <laughs> cut. They're going to be like, oh, we don't have a budget for this anymore. Step, step. Section, it's gone. Section 9. <laughs> yeah. Can't live in this section. It's about to be gentrified. Mm -hmm. like, Everywhere. No, that's how I see it. I really do see a lot of budgets being cut. Period. I really. Where were we? The election. Oh, the oh, election. What? Yeah, Ben Carson and Section 8 being cut. We're two East African girls today. Yeah. Both mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Wait, you were born here. I was born here. But Ooh. it still doesn't change the fact that you were freaking basically raised here for most of your life. I mean, I was eight when I moved here. That doesn't count. It does count. What are you talking about? I went to school in Kenya. I flew over here. And then the other part of my life started. And I go back every year. You have no accent. I could have an accent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just turns off. Like when I speak to my mom on the phone, it automatically pops back on. Your accent. It does. It's the strangest thing. Like people ask me all the time, Lydia, how come you don't have an accent? I'm like, well, I do. I just have to decide to have the. Accent. What would your accent sound like then? What do you want me to say? And then I can, I can use it. Yeah, just say, hey, welcome to Lydia's podcast. Hey, welcome to Lydia's podcast. You sound British. Yeah, because we learned British English. <laughs> <laughs> and I still spell things like with a U, like color, as a U, and favorite. And I used to get, like, uh, my grades were really bad because I used to spell everything wrong or British wrong. Oh, so they yeah. would penalize you here. Mm -hmm. so Even Tosh still does. And then people would be like, no. And then she thought, you know how there's aluminum? Yeah. She says aluminium, because that's how 
British English is. That's that's what you say. Aluminium. <laughs> the aluminium. Can you pass the aluminium? Why does that sound way longer? The aluminium. Yeah. <laughs> Can you pass the aluminium? Yeah. Aluminium. Even my dad, he still says that. Aluminium. Hey, yo. For all those Somalis out there with the parents that can't say the P word. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything with a B? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. Hey, have your parents say peach. Beach? It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cute. Oh, okay. It's the cutest thing. It's the best thing to make fun of our parents for things like that. Yeah. Okay. I, the other, yeah, the other day my mom, Nathan, my little brother, corrected her. She said something and he was like, that's not how you say it. And she's like, don't correct me. I taught you English. <laughs> and he's like, dang. Ooh, man. Wait, how old are you and my brother? Uh, he just turned 14. So he was born here. Yeah, he was, he was the only one born here. Okay. Everyone else was born back home. How's your sister doing? Wait, wrong cut. Wait, can I ask that? Yeah. Oh my god, her little sister is so cool. She just turned 21. Oh. On the, like, two days ago. Hey. Yeah, so hey. we're going to take her to Vegas pretty soon. <gasps> you guys are going to Vegas? Yes. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, travel were, plans, you guys. You were in on this. We're going in March. Whoa, 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 whoa. It was in the group chat. March, wait, which group chat was it? March, spring break. But uh, when are you, you're leaving in June? Yeah, I'm leaving in June. So wait. right before, yeah, we should go. March when? Um, we have to look up Suggles, Suggles' schedule because she still has school. Yeah, my finals is over on the 18th. We could go after that and her birthday's in, yeah. Oh my Maybe. god, Vegas is popping. Yeah. And so, hey, you guys, go in groups so you can save some money, but it's also really fun if you're, uh, you've never been, because yes. I've never been to Vegas. And I learned this tip from my mom. She plays these, uh, they're kind of like gambling games, but you don't bet with any money on your phone. Like, the, it's an app, and what you win is free nights in hotels in Vegas. Time out. Yeah. What? Or, like, discounts on the, the charge. What is that? Um, I'm going to have to text her and ask her about it, but... It, you get free nights in Vegas. Your mom would be going to Vegas. No, but she plans it. She's gone twice, I think. Twice or three times. To Vegas. To Vegas. What's she doing in Vegas? <laughs> Having fun. Where did my dad go? <laughs> she's dope. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's what she does. She, she And you can also have timeshares. Apparently they have timeshares in, in Vegas. It's and a timeshare. It's like a whole bunch of people who own a house over the year and then you just pay like a monthly fee or something and then you can use it whenever you want yeah and you all co-own it so you just text them or you email them and they send you a schedule for who's staying in the house when and then you plan your trip and then you have like i think eight nights in that house that you could stay and you could bring whoever you want how much they got i have no idea i'm gonna ask her um, i would yeah. never do it i think i know uh, i would do it you do it yeah maybe one day I get my money right. That is money to just mm-hmm. blow. It is, but think on. about all the things you could do. Like you, you don't have to rent a hotel. You, you already have a place there. Can you imagine a beach house in okay. Mexico that you could just say, "I'm going for eight days." But you don't even have to pay for that. You've already paid for it. That actually sounds good. Yeah, it's cheap. I wanted to go to Jamaica. Yes, or the Bahamas. That's. What you should. So, you guys, I'm a broke college student right now. You know, I quit my job. 
the fun thing about oh, quitting driving. the job is all the free time. Which job did you quit? Oh, the lift. I'm still doing what? lift. Okay, good. Yeah. I just haven't done lift in a while. Now, do you, do you like it? Lift? Mm-hmm. I like it. It's really fun. I get to create my own schedule. But mm-hmm. you know, I really have hmm, fears of driving on hills. I have, Seattle has really steep hills. Not so, that many. <laughs> There's like two streets that are steep hills. I wish I knew those streets because every time I end up on them. It's like 1st Avenue and 2nd. 1st and 2nd are like steep all the way down to the water. Yeah. So 1st and 2nd. 1st and 2nd, downtown Seattle, yeah. Just don't go on 1st and 2nd. Yeah, but you have to because if you get off of Seneca, it takes you to (laughs) 1st. You have to. That's how you, I'm a great Lyft driver. Anyway. Obviously not. But um, I could drive safely, which a lot of people don't do. See, I've been thinking about doing um, Uber. You going to do Uber? I'm thinking about it. And I've done the whole, like, all the steps, the registration, insurance, blah, blah, blah. And then all that's left is the inspection. What's stopping the inspection? I just haven't gone. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's really easy. Yeah. It's so easy. I heard they ask you, like, ten questions or something. We should do the inspection on the same day. For Uber? Yeah. Okay. I'll do it with you. All right. Tune in. <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> oh, my God. I should do a live. Broke Girls Hustle. Yeah. Yo, that would be hella good. I've really been thinking about it, because then that's just extra money, and I don't work weekends, so what am I doing? That's exactly what I'm saying to myself. Yeah. I don't know why I've taken such a long break from work, you guys, but Lyft was honestly really okay good money i'd work four hours get like 80 to 100 dollars mm-hmm. so that's like spending money that's yeah that's side money. it's honest and it's really easy and yeah. all you have to do is like just talk to people hey welcome in Recognize you met me. weird people hell yeah yeah <laughs> i met people who had long nights of uh okay. drug uh binges really? like wallahi is that scary being a girl though like they were they were sobering down so it's like this literally what time is it it's around 9 a.m in the morning and they've been partying since 9 a.m and i was driving them from the u-dub area to bellevue Mm -hmm. when i say the woman was a stand-up comedian yeah. She was a stand-up comedian. <laughs> I love hearing about people telling them, talking about other people's problems and yeah. they got problems of their own because mm-hmm. they happen to go much harder <laughs> in on those people. <laughs> well, yeah, because I think there's like a, a rose-colored glass that comes over and you don't see the issues that you have. But, dang. Oh, my God. She was just clowning. And, like, at the end of the day, what bothered me a lot is that they were talking about how they left their baby at home. Ooh. That's what Like with the babysitter or? That part I never would find out. Dang. Who knows? It might be in my car again, but. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Have you had a repeat me. customer, like somebody that you picked up before? No. This guy I met, he was driving me, and he was like, yeah, I've had a guy who I just gave him my phone number because he was so awesome, and now he just calls me whenever, and I just pick him up. I drop him where he needs to go, and I get paid for it. I've been asked a lot of times to have my number taken down and stuff. That's sketchy. But it's from all types of people. It'd be women. They think you're a legit, like, chauffeur or something, you know? 
could start a private business. You low-key can start yeah, a private business with work. Pick up your own clientele. Have a few regulars. You just drop them to work in the morning and pick them up after work. You know what the problem is, though? Uh, what Lyft does is it's easy. Yeah. The money is taken out of a card. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? It's you don't have to worry about somebody not paying you at the end. The driver can see, the person, the passenger can see when you're, how far you are mm-hmm. or how many people they can choose from who's yeah. closer. And oh, they let you do that. Yeah, like if you go into the Lyft app, you mm-hmm. can definitely see how many drivers there are in the area. So like right now. You see? Yeah. Like five, four. Oh, that's nice. Five minutes away if mm-hmm. I wanted a Lyft driver. I saw that the other day that they um they started allowing people to tip the driver in the app. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't think Uber does that. You know, the thing is with the tips too, the highest I've been tipped is 10 bucks. Ooh, okay. Right? Isn't That's that nice. awesome? Yeah. But then like, you know which customer doesn't tip. And it'd be like, man, okay. if only they knew. Yeah. Is there like a, do they do the rating thing that? Five star, yeah, I'm a five star driver. Oh, yeah, I have okay. had 54 drives and all of them five stars. Such an awesome person, such a sweet girl. Yeah, it's a nice girl, <laughs> great hair. Oh, awesome person, nice car. <laughs> people that's are super nice. nice. Yeah, people, that's the thing. That's why Lyft was created so people could just like talk mm-hmm. and like conversate and just yeah. like have a uh, communicating type of experience, yeah. you know. And then there's this one lady who I had to drive for like 30 minutes who just did not talk to me. That's weird. Do you feel, yeah. I feel that in the air. Like, I always have to talk. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I feel so, I was like, yo, is it her nature? I don't want to get four stars ruined my, you know, yeah. rating or anything. She ended up giving me five stars, but like. At the end of that ride, I literally, because we kept getting stopped by traffic, mm-hmm. by construction. Oh, and then you're just sitting there. A ride quietly. that should have been, like, literally 15 minutes ended up to be 20. Dang. I mean, it's a five-minute difference, but that was just like. But it's a five-minute difference of silence. Silence. That's, yeah, and it feels like forever. I always feel weird, like I have to talk to them. Yeah, because it's a person. You know what's the crazy thing? Hmm. She was a sweet Oh. Oh, I don't know if you can say that. Yeah, because she'll know I'm talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> you think she really listens to that? Yeah, one day when this comes out, Probably. you know, you're going to get a thousand, hundred thousand followers. One day. That'd be nice. But I'll be, I'll be like, she can't say, I won't be a lift driver then. <laughs> yeah, you won't. You won't. <laughs> she can't say anything. You know, this is coming out recently, so yeah. who knows? This might be that episode. Uh, uh, the previous so. episodes might be that episode. Yeah, Denisha's episode was really good. She was dope. I hope she's enjoying. She moved to Washington D.C., which is awesome. So, what's yeah. she doing there? Um, she's working and doing studies in ethics and race and shame and vulnerability. She's studying. Um, she do she does research on her own, which how, is awesome. How do you do that? You just go to the library, pick up a book, and you write. And you. Build up your, your knowledge and you form opinions and you write about them. But then what is your career? I don't know what her career is. Like I don't I don't know what she wants to do next, but she just does the research because she enjoys it. How does she have money to live there? She has a job. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like most people do, yeah. <laughs> I 
So she's recent. Wait, is she a graduate student? Uh, no, she graduated from Bethesda. So she's a but with an undergrad degree. Yeah, I don't know if she wants to go to grad school. I think she said she might, but I mean, even I don't know if I'm gonna do grad school at this point. But then I look at like my dad, and he has so many PhDs. I'm like, I I have to, I have to get at least. I want to be a doctor, Shumpole. Uh, that sounds nice. cooler. Yeah, I would. I would do that. I'm already a pilot, engineer. Wait, you I got your pilot degree? Yeah, I got my pilot's license. license. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like five years ago. Hello, long time. Oh my god, five years ago. I thought you were just getting. No, I'm getting my next rating. And then yeah, I'll be an. I'll have my instrument rating, and then I'll get my commercial. So when Armageddon comes, I could have to yes. be next to you. So yeah, you, you have to be near out. an airport. That's it. <laughs> I, I tell my mom that all the time. I'm like, oh, just don't worry about it. I'll fly from Seattle. I'll get a plane. I'll fly. Make sure I'll pick you gas. up. We'll go back home. <laughs> and that's that. Oh, why does that feel like Armageddon's not going to hit Africa, though? <laughs> that, exactly. Because that's where everything started. So that's where everything will continue. Right. Yeah. Perfect landing. Perfect landing. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah. Oh, but you gotta fly us there. Yeah. So Maple Valley. Maple Valley. Yes. We'll go to the Renton Airport because I am smaller. Just get there. Yeah, just get there and get like a, a ten seater. If you're not there, then you're not going. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. If there was a zombie apocalypse, which country wouldn't you go to? And each. At which continent wouldn't you go to? And each continent has a zombie apocalypse going on. I'd go to Antarctica because there's nothing there. There's like, what, 8,000 people or something? How would you live there, though? I would make it work. There's people, like, there's a couple thousand people that live there. And in the North Pole, too. Oh, my. Yeah, just go. Or Alaska. I'd go to Alaska. There's nothing there. Alaska sounds reasonable. Alaska, I feel like there's food there. Or Russia. Why would you go to Russia? Go it's heavily popular. Because they're hella badass. Like, the Russians are just, they're badass. They don't like Africans. They're about to like me. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, wait, so let's talk about your poetry and your spoken word. How'd you get started on that? Well, when I first started poetry, I was in the 10th grade. Mm-hmm. And the poem was called Eye for an Eye. And I performed it at a talent show. And I won that talent show, but they never gave me the gift card that they said they would give me. Ooh, okay. Icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Um, but that started my poetry career that that day, and I still hold a grudge. About the gift card. <sighs> if only I could name the rec hall that's in Kent, that's near the Safeway. Yeah. Well, there's two Safeways in Kent, but it's Not near the Safeway, near the Springwood apartment complex mm-hmm. maybe it's called the springwood rec hall maybe, maybe. <laughs> but when i was 15 years old y'all never gave me the gift card and that i was promised <laughs> that i won fair and square yeah yes they hold a record but that day was lit because i became popular that day yeah oh yeah oh, nice. well your your stuff is really good but as I became older, you know, started tweaking up my talents, and I've seen people, what motivates me is the way it changes, like, the style of spoken word changes every year, mm-hmm. and people bring new twists to it, and there's so many subjects 
Yeah, on so many topics, and everybody is different. That is so true. Do you listen to Button Poetry? Who's that? Oh, what? Okay, so on Tumblr, which I'm obsessed with, there is this profile which posts poetry from every open mic night or poetry slam competitions. Ah. Yes, and there's like hundreds of poets and spoken word artists that just go on stage and they post their videos. And there's some good stuff. I have to post myself on there. Yes, please do. And can you enter one of those like slam competitions, please? Well, you know what? I have to be honest. I feel like I'm not prepared yet. But you're so good. I'm not. You are. You know, Michael Jackson never thought he was good enough. Yeah, I mean, people are just, they have higher standards for themselves than other people do. Yeah. I have higher standards for myself. You do. If I was to join these poetry competitions, I'd have to be so organized and strictly, like, about the poetry. Yeah. I can't have any distractions around me. You can make it happen, though. I can. Yeah. But I think Seattle has a slam competition every once in a while. Yeah, you know, when I come back. When I come back. (laughs) In two years. In two years. Why don't you start that in Ethiopia? Go go start your own poetry (laughs) slam competition. I'm oh. sure there's a lot of people who are amazing. I think that would be so dope, though, yeah. starting little um, poetry clubs. <gasps> You're teaching English. Why don't I'm you make that English. part of your curriculum? Uh, yes. <laughs> that is awesome. That's the goal. Oh, that would be so good. So, so this podcast gave me uh, the motivation to make sure that I pass this Somali writing exam. Yes, coming up on the 27th, you guys. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... If I speak about it and let it known to existence and let other people know that I have this expectation mm-hmm. to to accomplish, yeah. then I feel like I'm going to do it. Because it's like see, having other people see me fail for some reason makes it worse. Yeah, no, you know? definitely, yeah. Because then they look at you and you're like, dang, dang I talked about it. I could have done better. I could have done better. Yeah. So... You guys, you're going to motivate me to work harder. I've set no schedule. (laughs) That's okay. How are you going to practice for that or, like, study? I don't know, you guys. I don't know. You just sit with your mom? Um, Like, make her? No, my mom's a busy woman. Go to her place, her shop, and you sit there with her. That's what I do. I bother my mom all day. Like, when I go back home to visit, I just work with her. Like, this last time I spent two weeks in Pullman, and we just ran around with her all day. We went to all her different jobs, and we helped her do work, and yeah. I feel like I learned a lot more. My mom's either taking care of the daycare kids or going to the store. Yeah. That's the way it's broken up. So, like, for me, it's literally, like, I have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And you, the, the thing is about... Like, our languages is that there's no written books on teaching you how, like, the language. I think for us, there's only one. And I have it right there. That's the only one in how the world. How much does that cost you? Uh, I think it's $100. Yeah, yeah. you see how expensive They're it is, too? super expensive, the, yeah. the Somali one is, like, 87 Yeah. On Amazon. I was like, yo. Yep. It's sad. $87? Yeah. When was- a little Webster Dictionary is $0.97. Cents. Mm-hmm. So many... But yeah. that's because of us. Like, if we knew the language and we could write the books ourselves, then 
it wouldn't cost so much. It would be easier for other people to learn. Yeah. And the funny thing is, there's this uh, one video that went viral, like, last year, of this guy, this white guy in a baseball game, and he was speaking such amazing Swahili, I felt ashamed of myself. Like, I was standing, I was just watching the video, and I was like, he knows my language so much better than I do. Why? And I was like, because I just don't practice. I don't, I don't talk often enough. Like, I don't have anyone here to speak it with. So I don't practice, which means it gets worse. But this guy, he's... Amazing. In the same circumstance as you. I, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I felt like, I felt bad. I, I was like, wow, I'm really, I'm doing a disservice to my own culture and my own language. I should learn. So, yeah. when I had to take the speaking part of the exam, I was so afraid that I would fail because the majority of the time I had to pause mm -hmm. and ask her again, hey, can you repeat that? Yeah. Hey, can you repeat that? fail luckily yeah. i passed i got level two is what you need to pass <laughs> that's what you got <laughs> uh -huh. there's four levels oh my, well at least you're halfway there <laughs> right that's a i'm a native speaker i tell myself or, or what i write in the job applications that yeah. i'm a native speaker you know and then i got a two yeah that's so embarrassing it's okay though at least you know where to start now. You know, you know what you can learn. But I was for sure I'd get a two on the writing part. I got a zero. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so much harder to write it. I got a. But how do you get a zero though in your language? Like, yeah, that's even does worse. Dang. Yeah, I'd probably get a zero too right now. Like trying to write Swahili. Oh, pretty great. That's just a challenge. And the funny, the other thing is you meet other people who speak four or five languages. Like my dad, he speaks five. And he, like, he could just switch between them. What does he speak? Uh, he speaks Maasai, English, Swahili, Kikuyu, and one other one that I have no idea. But he speaks them, like, so fluently. How many languages is in Kenya? Or, or... Maybe nine or ten. Wow. I think. Huh. That might be lowballing it. I'll have to check that Is there out. a Peace Corps in Kenya? Yeah, I think there's a Peace Corps there. Oh. Right? Not everywhere. Pretty much, right? Well, the safe places. <laughs> not in my country. Oh, really? No, there's no Peace Corps. There might not be one there because I think they told us we can't even travel to Kenya right here. If you travel there and you get in trouble, then they won't help you. What do you mean? I remember, like, four years ago when... Was it four? Yeah, four years ago when they had the the civil unrest because of the elections in Kenya. They said Americans can't travel there. And ever since then, there just hasn't been an open traveling thing with... I don't know. Americans can't go to Kenya? I mean, you can go... But, but they tell like, you if you get in trouble there, we can't do anything for you. The Americans tell you. Yeah. I think that's how it still is. But I remember in 2012, that's how it was. Yeah. So basically, let's say you get into a bar fight. Uh, not a bar fight. Like, like if there's civil unrest again. Like if they start having tribes fighting against each other, then they're not. I don't think they can do anything. So you're stuck there. You're stuck there until everything quiets down and you can fly out, or you arrange your own method of transport to get out of the country. Yeah. 
I know. That's how they treat your U.S. citizens. Ah, uh, I think in places where they tell you not to go at certain times. That's like, yeah, your eye, your yeah. own risk. Yeah, but if you go to a country and then something happens and they, they, they didn't warn you about it or they didn't put it at a high, like as a high-risk country, then I think they help you. You know Ethiopia is a high-risk country right yeah, now? Yeah, because a lot of shit is going down there. And, but no, it's, it's very it's interesting. It's a lot of politics and stuff. It's just good to know. Graduation, though. You guys throwing me a party, right? Yeah, thank you. I think your mom is probably throwing you a party. Though. She ain't throwing me shit. How do you know? Said, That's evil eye. That's what Africans say. Well, my mom. Yeah. My single mother. <laughs> all on her own. My mom was like, yes, my babies are done. I made it. Like, None of you are pregnant. They try to... <laughs> What did this mean? None of you were pregnant. What? Yeah, like you made it through high school. You made it through college. I accom- like I accomplished my goal. You're done. I don't have to worry about you anymore. Loki, I've been having baby cravings. Me too. <laughs> and I hate it because everywhere you turn, somebody's like, oh my god, look at this cute baby picture. Oh, we're having... Oh my god. Uh, but it's I don't just have the a, worst. a man, you guys. Neither do I. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. Let's get our money right. You know, in China, if we hit 30, we're going to be not like 28, I think. I think it's in Africa. In Somalia, too. Like, Somalia, too. Like, like, in your 20s, you're done. Like, you're you're old now. I'm like, oh. How old are you? 25. I'm turning 26. She's started. Yeah. You can't go to China. I've been to China, though. Say wallahi! I went, um, last November? Not this last November, the one before. So we went there, and we toured a place, and we met some really cool people. Do you know there's so many Africans in China? Yeah. They have a whole street of African food. Like, you just walk out of the hotel, and it's just black people everywhere. No, not that part. It was Where is weird. that? Uh, we went to Guangzhou or Guangzhou. I don't know how you say it. My mom visited China in 2005. She went what? to Hong Kong, Shanghai. Yeah, they went there too. Oh. She went there by herself. Wow. Okay. That is shocking. She had one friend out there. Her name mm-hmm. is Mesbro. And they literally, they met up over there. Yeah. And she said there is women. Burkas, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Wearing burkas, smoking hookah. <laughs> that's, that's, Isn't that? That's hilarious. Yeah. Now that's something she she told me that in China, so wow. I, I can't be shocked to hear that. Yeah, no, there's a lot of Africans. Oh my, that's crazy. Like, oh man, the food was good. Different type of African food. Uh, yeah, they had West African food. Like they had restaurants. They had Ethiopian food. Like. Everything. How the people look? Like African? I mean, were they mixed? Chinese? No, they were African. Straight up. Yeah, um, most of them. We met this guy who had lived there for 14 years. And he had moved there because he does business in West Africa. So he goes there, he buys fabric and like, what else did he buy? Shoes, purses, because you get it at a discount there. And then you put it in a container and you ship it back to West Africa. And then you go set up your shop. And you have your inventory there. So that's what he does. And he's lived there for 14 years. Yeah. But what is the, uh, how's the citizenship process? 
Um, I have no idea. I don't think he was a citizen. But when you get a pass, a visa to go to China, it's a ten-year visa. So you could go back in and out for as long as you want, and you're not working because you're just shipping your stuff to the different country and then working in that country. Wow. So it's, I think it's because of how China basically makes everything in the world. Does he have a family business? Um, he has a family, but his family was back in West Africa. So it's it's him just sending. It's just him. And making. Money. He just flies there for like three months, buys everything, sends it back, flies home. Flies home. Sells it and then flies back, and he just does that year round. You know what pisses me off? Mm-hmm. How we're not like these stories are unheard. Yeah, you know what I'm you saying. Would, I did not think that would be the case when I went there. Like I didn't think there would be anybody other than Chinese people. I wish I could document that and take pictures yeah. of that and see that, that with my story. own eyes. It yeah. un- sounds unbelievable, by the way. Mm-hmm. But it was really cool. But a lot of Africans do that because you get your your inventory super cheap. And you go home and you make a profit. Like people buy hair, buy like containers, and I'm talking about like a container as big as my house, and they sh- like fill it up and then they ship it. Yeah, yeah, they it's go good money. It is. It's crazy. She does it that way too. My mom does it. You went into the Bacato. Yeah, store. her store. That's is how it nice. goes down yeah. in Africa, man. Yeah, these women with their little shops. All those things Super that smart. you see, yeah, from China. We bought hella stuff. Like we bought blankets, the really nice, like I have one of those. Sock, yeah, I just put it on my bed the other day. It's, it's really nice. the best. Yeah, so it was, it was a good shop. And low key, they need to make those blankets into different styles. Yes, like different you know? patterns. Like because all they like have this? is the flowers and the yeah, it's the same, and the colors usually the same. Or like they put really weird colors together, like teal. <laughs> bright pink and you're wondering why like whose house has these colors <laughs> it's so strange but they're really nice and soft if i could do like a little business i'd make those blankets mm-hmm. and, just do like, and the scarves you know how yeah. much college students would buy those oh yeah my little brother loves them yeah he has like three i think <laughs> yeah so, that's good that's a good trip you're so lucky i want to go to china now go the, the one part that was expensive is the visa is like a thousand dollars I think it's so weird that you yeah. need visa but it's ten years you could go back whenever you want to and stay for as long as you want to that's the other thing but that's the nice thing you could stay there as long as you want you know one of my cousins who was an illegal Canadian mm-hmm. I was living in the U S he's back in Canada mm-hmm. and I think it's so amazing because. His doors just opened up for him. You once know? he was there? Once he was okay. there. Yeah. He got his social security here, there, yeah. when he couldn't here. Yeah. He automatically got a job when he couldn't here. Like, he, he had great Medicare. <laughs> oh. That's the good thing. Yo, they were going to give him welfare. Really? A rack a month. Wow. A rack a month. Just a so that he could get on his feet. Yeah. It's really nice. He just got a shot. Oh. And it's like, oh, what kind of shot? It's uh the HP. I got three shots. I HPV. heard that was a lie, by the way. What? Like the HPV shot? What do you mean? That it doesn't do anything. No, don't say that. <laughs> that's what I heard. So I never got my third one. I got. I just. That's what's itching me. Yeah, like I it's know. been. It, when did I get it? Just a couple days ago, and it's. It's itching. There's like, 
I don't put cream on it, mm-hmm. I have really dry <laughs> <Yes>. skin. <laughs> this shirt is not doing it for me. Like yeah. the, the the material, it really. Yeah, I heard that shot doesn't do anything. But she gave me three different types. It's all this medical clearance I gotta do for Peace Corps. And it's oh, like, oh yeah, I got the same arm and it's. You get your tetanus shot. Tetanus shot. That one hurts. That one really hurts. It's still hurting. It's too dramatic. Oh my god. People were poking me and stuff. Hey, you would have drove a Uber, yeah? I know. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's hella expensive. It is, especially on a Saturday night. But I kind of wanted to see people. That's the thing. Like these days, I'm just by myself all the time. You know what? That's that's what I was telling myself. Like I need to see people, but I'm like, ah, they're not really doing something that I'm interested in. Yeah. This is something that I'm interested in. That's actually really funny. <laughs> so, like, ooh, the way it works with me, like, I could be the craziest loner or the biggest social butterfly, you know? Yeah, I know, because you literally make friends everywhere. Who? You. You too? No, 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 no. See, when I go into a public place, I sit quietly and then I watch people for, like, at least a good 30 minutes. That's the amount of time it takes me to realize, like, who who the people are that are not, like, closed off, who's funny, who I can talk to. That's how it works. And then after that, I can open up and talk to people. But you walk in, and then you're just like, have you heard about this? And then people start laughing, and yeah, <laughs> that's how you work. Okay, I get it. I talk a lot. Yeah, like, the other day when we went to the hookah lounge, and you were talking politics, you were talking love, like, you got into such a deep conversation with these people in, the, in five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, and then you were like, you were offering you pizza by the end of it. You know what pissed me off, you guys? These boys didn't really give a fuck about the world. Like, (laughs) they were just so... That's why, you know what? I was jealous. What? I was jealous. I was jealous about them because they were living life so carefree. Yeah, it is a nice thing. But they're young. They were like 18. I'm young. No, you're you're old. I'm not. 20, 20, what, 22? 22. 22's old. After 21, like, it just goes downhill. <laughs> the only thing you have to look forward to is being able to rent a car without them charging you that extra, like, $80. That's the only thing. 25. Oh Yo, I just was like, how can they be just so carefree? It's, that election really had a toll. It did. But we knew it would happen eventually. I mean, that's the thing. I think Obama. Obama, though. Really? But that's the thing. It's not. They didn't elect Obama because. uh, It was. Okay. It's like when you're in a group of friends and you're the token black person. You know your position. Am I wrong? Okay. (laughs) You know why you're there. Luckily, I've never been. I've been a token black person. You have to live with. <laughs> I mean, I'm Pullman. There's not that many black people. I actually didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize the significance of being a black person until college. I didn't. I didn't realize the things that come with being a black person until college. <laughs> so speak to me about it. What's it like to be the token black friend? It's just it's it's a lot of questions. Like, can I touch your hair? <laughs> And I, I've never had a problem with people asking if I could touch my, if they could touch my hair because I'd automatically say, can, if I could touch yours, you could touch mine. You know? Because at least that way it's fair. It's not like I'm in a petting zoo, somebody's just petting me. I'm like, okay, 
if we're on the same level, I can touch your hair. Let me feel how silky it is. And you can touch my hair and feel the nappiness. That's okay. But, you know, our, like, my hair is different because, but your hair is really soft. Yeah. When people say, nah, okay, I have to be honest. I've had Caucasian moments where I had to ask my other friends, if friends you, can yeah. I touch your hair? But there's no problem there as long as you know that that person is not disrespecting you in any way. They're not making you feel like an object. Like, there is no problem as long as they're not being disrespectful. I feel it. Like, can I touch your hair? And then they say, oh, it feels like that stuff you scrub a, a, a pan with. Then you're like, okay, I'm offended. That That's when there's an issue. You know what I hate, though? What bothers me the most is that I've never attempted to even, like, try. <laughs> I, had, so I, I met a guy, right? Yeah. And he had thick, curly, dark hair, really thick, curly hair, like 4C hair, you know? Mm-hmm. I said, can I touch your hair? I just run my fingers through your hair. Yes. The first time I'm ever asking anybody, any of my friends with thicker hair, I've never asked to touch it. Yeah. Then this guy comes along, this hairstyle, and I'm like, can I touch your hair? Yeah. He lets me touch it. My hair literally slipped through. Hmm. When you say nappy, I'm saying nah. Okay, just wait. Next time I unbraid my hair. Please. Next time I unbraid my hair, you can come in. I don't think it's true because when I touched his hair, I said, "Yo, these people. This is what happens when these racial stereotypes get mm-hmm. out of hand." Actually, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's good hair. Like it's hair. It's hair. You have hair. <laughs> That's a good thing. But oh, it's like know. oh, it's coarse. No. Yeah. No, mine. Mine is. Mine is like um, I gotta touch it. Yeah. No, I. I will let you touch it. I have. And the it. thing is, I have different textures of hair. Like in the back of my head. It's really soft, just like it curls a little bit, and then at the front of my hair, it's like it's nice and super thick, and you can barely get a comb through it. So that's how my hair is. Yeah, my hair is really soft in the back. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that happens. It's weird. <laughs> it's like curly in the front. <laughs> it's super weird. Is it because are the front of the head gets more air or something? <laughs> wait, maybe it's just drier. Or we sleep on the back of our heads. Mm-hmm. No, wait, no, but that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that would just take the. The moisture out of it. Yeah, and then wow, we talked about so much shit. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's how it usually goes. By the end of it, you just combine so many things. What else is left? Um, Goals of twenty seventeen. We got to make the goals of twenty seventeen. Goals of twenty seventeen. What are yours? What's one big goal that you have? One big goal I have is before leading for the Peace Corps. Stop procrastinating. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, that's the one I have every yeah. year. You know but what? <laughs> let me make that. Let me make a more realistic goal. Hmm. Let me. I want to change my lifestyle. Like, I don't I like what? the way that I honestly want to start eating more vegetarian. Oh. I don't want to eat meat anymore. Seriously. Seriously. I want to stop drinking coffee. Coffee is bad for you. I mean, so is tea. Tea still has caffeine. I won't drink tea. That's the thing. <laughs> You're cutting water, it all water, out? Water. Like, okay. That's what I... Water. All right. People... You know, I see a lot of people do it. Why am I so addicted to caffeine? I don't know. Um, Is it just caffeine like coffee caffeine? Tea, coffee, meat. Sodas. Sodas. That I one is because of sugar. I hooked on soda. It's because of the sugar. Sugar is basically like a drug. They were monitoring 
there's a study where they were looking at the human brain on on cocaine and on sugar and it has the same the same synapses firing as when you're on cocaine so it's basically like a, a drug and that's why they're saying uh, your body is not benefiting from an increased amount of sugar in your lifestyle and they're saying cut out the, sh the sodas cut out the added sugars just have fruits and yeah do we have the same case clear yeah. yes we do except my camera's covered <laughs> why because the government's watching <laughs> hey for real why don't you have the front then covered does um, that make sense it came off you but had it yeah all my all my cameras are covered even the, the one on the laptop doesn't that bother you after did you watch that movie snowden yeah yes that is why <laughs> that is exactly why and then what else happened um there was a, a conference with the FBI or something, and the director of the FBI was talking about how he covers his own camera on his laptop, and I was like, if he does it, why the fuck am I not doing it? Because obviously he knows more things than I do. So I went and I covered it. And now Tasha's is covered. Everyone's covered, yeah. You just do it with a little piece of tape and a paper. I don't use my back camera anyway, but isn't it a nerve? It doesn't matter. They can, oh, they can hack into your phone and use your camera when you're not using it. That's the thing. In your microphone. How do you cover that? You don't. That, that's the one I just don't say shit. Suspicious. Suspicious. That bothers me a lot. You know, if I wasn't in, in uh, financing this phone, I'd toss it. I'd really toss it. I have no use for this phone. You're going to need it. Or is it? Is it unlocked? Um, nope. I have to pay it off and then it's unlocked. So what are you going to use in Ethiopia? Honestly, I would have not used anything. I don't want to... I don't want to be, like, an outsider, you know? If I'm going into a village with there's no, like, technology or even running water, yeah, water, I'm like, why even bother with the phone? Yeah, why? Cause it's... I mean, but the other thing is, that's what... Hold on. Like in Kenya, I know that they use phones like to pay for everything. Like they have M-Pesa, M-Pesa, and it's all your money is on your phone. So instead of debit cards and credit cards, you just use your phone, you text the number of the vendor and the amount that your bill is, and that's done. So they might have that in Ethiopia too, I don't know. It's pretty dope. Mm -hmm. So you might need it. I wonder where, the, like still they haven't told me exactly where they'll place me at. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm pretty excited. It's gonna be fun. You should start a blog. A blog. I know that's the goal. I, <laughs> I would want, follow that. I want to start a blog so bad. I want to be like. I want to start the blog when I'm do. I was gonna do like my travel diaries in Italy and Germany. Yeah. But like I only have Snapchat footage, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Problem. That's the worst part, and it's really hard to edit Snapchat videos. Why don't you get a GoPro and then just not edit? What's a GoPro? Ooh, what? I know, right? What? I'm going to have to show you this. Hold on. GoPro.
It's a miniature camera. Mm -hmm. Hella expensive. 300 That's for the newer model. But it comes with a little, like, a vest. You can wear, like, a, a strap and then that right here. You can go through your day or you can wear them on your feet. So you want me in my Ethiopian village? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to do it when you're, like, teaching people. <laughs> I would love that, though, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, you guys. I have a friend who, that's what he did. He went, to, he traveled, he backpacked from, like, the U.S. to, I think, all the way through the U.S. to Puerto Rico. And he just documented the whole thing with the GoPro. And he back, like, hitchhiked, which was a cool thing. U.S. to Puerto Rico. Yeah. How I the called... fuck? Where in U.S.? Huh? Where? Uh, he was from Poland. And now he lives in Oregon, I think. Pullman to Puerto Rico. Yeah. And no. His whole travels. He no, just... he didn't go to Pullman to Puerto Rico backpacking. That's what he still does. Like, he just hitchhikes everywhere. So, go with a group of friends and go travel. <laughs> but he's a guy, so... Oh my god. This is the kind of life I want to live. Just be, just say yes to more things. It's so much easier if you're a guy. Yeah, it is. Sexual assault is real, y'all. It is. I was reading something earlier today and it said every 98 seconds <laughs> someone is sexually assaulted. And I was like, wow, that is crazy. Every 98 seconds. That's a minute at 38 seconds. Mm hmm. Some good math right there, huh? <laughs> Yo, you should have heard my math the other day. I don't know what happened. But actually, it was 12 times 4. And you said... 28. <laughs> I'm worried about you. <laughs> I'm really worried about you. My goodness. Yo, why did I say 28, though? It? It's supposed to be 48, right? That's why I felt sick. <laughs> oh my god. Damn, that was brutal. I think I could. The thing about colleges. Wait, how is an engineer asking me at 48, right? Question mark. I'm supposed to be studying for an exam, actually. Wait, which exam? Um, the engineering exam. It's called the FE, Fundamentals of Engineering. That's what get, you were talking about. Yeah, to get my to become an engineering engineer in training, and then I have to work for the next five years in my profession, and then I could take another test and become a professional engineer. You know what's my goal after the Peace Corps? Huh? To become an immigration resource officer for a year, yeah. and then get accepted into the law school. Hopefully, man, because it's easier if you were like an officer. Yeah, to get into law school that way. That makes sense. That's how my uh, my brother's. Uh, uh, my niece's mother. My niece's mother? Niece's mother? Yeah. What? Like, you right, have niece's, nieces, and then their mother. Their mother. Yes. My niece's, their mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Basically, she she has a friend who did what I just described. Mm -hmm. She's at, she's in D.C., Georgia, Washington. Mm -hmm. Some law school, I don't know. Like, yeah. She's super lucky. What? Because her friend, she did the immigration thing, and she was traveling. Mm -hmm. okay. She traveled all over China, Canada, just to like learn. She's a resource immigration. Like she's like she picks the people that can come over to the U.S. Oh, and I heard that process is such a long one. That's the thing. So I'll be living in different places. That's awesome. Months at a time and just like 
Yeah, that's really good because if it, if it was weeks at a time, then it, it gets kind of hard because you're always living out of a suitcase. Ooh. I see it happening, but there's so many obstacles in my way right now. You just have to think about it, uh, think of it as a day at a time, basically. You know, I finally made like a schedule. You guys, it's really important to make a really concise schedule. Take an hour and a half out of your day and make sure that you plan. Mm -hmm. So like, I basically, for the first time ever in my college life, took all of the syllabuses of my classes and wrote down all the important dates, homework yeah. dates, everything, typed it into the calendar of my computer. Hmm. And each one has a reminder that's like three days before, one day before. Yeah. That's nice. Super organized. Did that help? Well, we'll see. Oh, did, you just started. I just started. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I thought you did this for last uh, quarter. Um, last quarter, I didn't do that. Hmm. I think if I did that, I would have been much more successful. Because now, the reason why I did it is I'm taking statistics for the third time. So for <laughs> those that are freshmen or sophomores in college, do not drop out of school because you're failing a class. Just keep trying. Keep trying. Don't change your major. If you like what you're doing, don't change it just because you keep failing. Like, I failed... I want to say maybe five or six classes, more than once, and I just kept coming back. The teachers just knew my name. They were like, oh, Lydia, you're back. All right, good. And I was like, I'm not quitting because I want to be an engineer. That's it. See, I yeah. never had that type of perseverance because, honestly, who were you, your family supported you during college, right? Uh, for the first little bit, and then I ended up just taking student loans and applying for scholarships and just and working. And I ended up paying for the three years, three years of college. So like, let's say so, so for me, I think one thing that really scared me when I would fail my classes think it, is that financial aid. You know yeah. how financial aid is greatly jeopardized. Like let's say next quarter you end up getting below 2.5 again, 2.0. Yeah, they take it away. They take it away. Yeah, they give you like one, two warnings? Or do they just take it away for you guys? They give you two warnings. The yeah. one is the one like, yo. You're fucking up. You're fucking <laughs> up. The second one is like, okay, yeah, we're going to take it away. Take it away for a year. And then you have to reapply to get financial aid back. And in the meantime, but the second time, if you get below a 2.0 twice, they kick you out of school. For a year. Wow. Yeah, that's what WSC does. Wow. See, I've never, never had that. So I had a friend who used to be my friend. <laughs> she, she's not, she's in the same year as me, but she, like, ended up seeing her boyfriend in the club, mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, she's not going to school this quarter. And I think it's because of the fact that she probably had her second strike. Yeah. I didn't know she was struggling that bad. Yeah, it happens to a lot of people. They just don't talk about it, which is the sad part. I think that bothers me a lot, too, because I was her friend, and, like, yeah. I was telling her about my struggles, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's appropriate to, like, not be shy yeah. and not be so prideful. You feel me? They say pride comes before the fall. What's that mean? That's what happens. Like, when you have so much pride, um, you kind of... Like, it usually leads up to something where you're not being accountable for your actions or you think you're better than everybody, and then you fall down and all the people that you had in your life don't want to help you anymore, and now you're just, you're fucked. Yeah. 
But yeah, they said don't don't be too prideful, don't to ask for help. Yeah, and talk to people because you learn a lot from other people. Like for me, I I would have quit like a long time ago, but I would just talk to other people and they're like, just stick it out. I know you like there's a lot more you could do if you just put your mind to it. And that's the difference. And I think the older you get and you're still in school, you kind of learn yourself and how you learn and how you can do better in your classes and how to talk to your teachers so that they can actually help you. Oh, it's so important to talk to your teachers. Yeah, definitely. It's so important. Like, my spring quarter of last year, I actually, my DRIS professor, she became my mentor and she's the one that helped me write my essay for Peace Corps. And guess mm-hmm. what? She also did my recommendation for yeah. Peace Corps. This lady who whose class for the first month of class I barely showed up to go. Ooh, why? That's that's how bad I was. That's how bad I wasn't focused on school but rather making money. Yeah. You know? And she was like, yo, she actually sent me an email saying, Hey, what's wrong with you? I see that you're a you know very smart girl and you're not in class. What's going on? Mm -hmm. I explained to her my situation and she said, Well I've had the same situation. Mm -hmm. But that didn't stop me from working hard, yeah. from accomplishing what I need to do and what is important. And come to find out, my job wasn't making me happy, yeah. nor was it fit- fitting into my life. Mm-hmm. I had to quit. And it made me a happier person, I can say that. Yeah. I don't have the wealth, but... You have the knowledge. <laughs> I have the knowledge. I you have do. the time to put into myself. You do. I have all this time. That winter break, yeah, girl, I did nothing but YouTube videos. Two weeks. You mm-hmm. see how much stuff I put out? A lot. And I didn't care. Yeah. Like, I didn't care. Like, you know what? I said to myself, I said, you know what? You're going to get better with each video. Just that keep is doing the truth. Yeah. Different. Like, just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. it doesn't, don't be afraid that you're posting things that maybe doesn't have the best sound quality or yep. best looks or yeah. best editing. Just stick with it. You learn as you go. And that's the thing, because my first episode of this podcast, I'm, I promise you, if you go listen to that one and then listen to the ones afterwards, or even this episode, you can tell the difference. You can tell that I relaxed a little bit more. I started doing my own research and listening to other people's podcasts and learning how to talk to people and how to research before my episode so that I could actually give a better episode. And I've definitely improved a lot. Yeah. You have a fear of failure? Um, no. I like failure. I just, I don't know. I like it because it, it means I could do better, if that makes any sense. And I fail a lot. I fail at a lot of things. <laughs> so I've gotten comfortable with it at this point in my life. I think that also comes with age. Because you know, like, this is not the end of the world. Yeah. If I fail today, it's not, like, the world's not going to end. So. I have to think she always yeah, tells me definitely. Yeah. Just relax. Relax. Just relax. My mom says you only die once. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wow. That's the truth. You story. only die once. Yeah. And if you're not dead, then no, no. obviously. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing. But she's so true. Like, honest. She's so true. So if you're not dead, you're still, you still have a chance to do better and get better. Oh yeah, 2017 is my money-making year. 
I'm ready. Cow living I'm ready. Yeah, I'm gonna have a cow. I think that's the most part. It's not even the winning part about it. Mm-hmm. Like what you told me about. It's. I think it's just like you're just gonna have such peace. much more peace and yeah, fulfillment, and like you're not. There's a lot of distractions in America. Mm-hmm. Big time. And being a young African woman in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being a young educated African woman in America. Mm-hmm. It's just like. And education, when I say education, you guys, it doesn't mean college degree. Yeah, you I mean, can be life educated. Life educated. Yeah, which you know? is so important because you can be book smart, but then super dumb. And <laughs> all the other things, you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's so true. That's just the thing that I really enjoy about meeting up with Liddy is that every time that we meet up is that you have a different goal. Yeah. Like you have something you have to, different. You reinvent yourself. Yeah, and it's so motivating, it's so cool to know that there's Thank somebody you. out there that's just, like, willing to even reach for it. There's yeah. so many people that don't reach for it. Well, that is because I watched this episode, <laughs> I watched this episode, and there was this lady talking about how, like, this girl asked for advice, she was like, um, what, what would be your advice to a first-time owner of a business? And the lady said, don't do it because a lot of people, they, a lot of people have these dreams and they don't realize how much time and how much hard work it's going to take for you to achieve that dream, you know? And she's like, don't do it because if you're just going to get up there and then decide not to jump and go for your dreams, then why are you wasting your time? It's easier to work for somebody for the, for the rest of your life. You don't have to make decisions every day. And she was just like. But what if you don't want to work for somebody for the rest of your life? What if what if you want that freedom that comes with having your own, like being your own boss? You don't have to think about, oh, this morning, I, I don't want to go to work. If I call in sick, I'm going to lose money for my rent. I won't be able to pay my rent. But if you have your own business, then you can't. You, don't, you can make those decisions. So at this point, I'm just like, okay. I'm going to start, I'm gonna start having side hustles. And keeping my job because having a full time job is really nice to have. Yeah. yeah, and you have a steady income, but at the same time, you know that that's not the end all be all. That's so true. Yeah. So reinvent yourself. Be aware. Of, be aware of the the failure. Yeah. <laughs> be ready for it because it's coming. <laughs> it just doesn't it doesn't disappear? I'm pretty sure even Donald Trump fails. <laughs> How many people said he wasn't going to be president? Exactly. How many people? He just went for it. And he went for it. That's, you know, I do admire a president for that. Mm -hmm. And I really. It's shocking. It's really shocking. Like this man, he has no political background. He was a freaking hostess for a celebrity reality show. Yeah. And he's a womanizer. And he's, it's all these things that a president should not be. And he became president. He is. Yeah. So, yeah, Donald Trump, he pushed me to work harder. <laughs> Who would have ever thought that would be coming out of our mouths? Oh, man. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, he barely going to be like, what? Don't oh. say that? Oh, yeah, I should ask you, um, what is your self-care routine like? My self-care routine would probably have to do with, um, right now, actually, that's another goal for 2017. Mm-hmm. is to create that self-care routine. 
to mm-hmm. make sure that I don't go to substances to make sure that I'm happier. So, yeah. for example, um, that substance could be bad foods or, you know, not exercising. That could be another lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not work out? I don't work out. Really? I really don't. Huh. <laughs> I used okay. to, but okay. that used to work out used to be like not work out, you know, it'd just be inconsistent. Yeah, like once a week. I feel like the way my lifestyle is set, mm-hmm. my classes are like literally 10 minutes apart. I'm cool. Oh. That's my exercise. Oh, yeah, like running between classes. That was mine, too, because WSU has hella hills, <laughs> and you're running across campus just to get to your next class on time. Well, one of my friends, he just got done with a vegan 30 days, a vegetarian and vegan. So mm-hmm. first 20 days, he was vegetarian. Wow. And the last 10 days, he was vegan, and mm-hmm. he says it's one of the best experiences he's ever had. Well, you know what he's good with? He's really good at, um, how do you say, like, self-discipline. Oh, you see, know, that's what I don't have. Yeah, I don't have it. That's part. That should be part of the self care routine yeah, because, like, self discipline will allow you to take care of yourself better. Your body is your only body. Your mind is your only mind. And that's when, if you're deteriorating your mind with certain things, yeah. and that's my goal. But I keep telling myself that I'll stop and I'll change the next day, and I will. Yeah. But only for a little bit. Yeah. Because I, I do, like, month-long challenges, and I only make it two two weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I'm like, it's okay, Lydia, tomorrow, <laughs> you'll start over again. And then you just never start. Like, Krav Maga, I took two weeks off to go to Pullman. And I got back on Monday, and I still haven't gone to my classes like usual. What is the... The, the self-defense. Fight? Yeah. So I need to get back on that on Monday. I decided I'm going back. And I need to just continue and make the decision to actually Better continue after what happened to you. Oh, yeah. You're right. I'm so glad to be moving out. So creepy. This is sketchy. <laughs> so creepy. You better mm. learn those self-defense skills. Yeah. That's not... Yeah, it's very creepy. But I guess it's, it's a learning process because in Pullman, I don't think I would have ever had an experience like that happen to me. So it's good that I'm here and I'm learning that that thing can happen and weird it's very weird it's crazy scary and just you know you started to make me paranoid i'm hella paranoid oh my god yeah but yeah self-defense is really it's good to know that you can take care of yourself that's that's the best thing that i've learned from krav so self-care routine guys really it's important Make sure you write a goal of the things you want to accomplish. And trust me, the only person that's stopping you is yourself. Yourself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, the next thing I want to try is getting off of social media. So how are you going to do that with the podcast? That's what I. That's the thing that I'm worried about. But I mean, in the sense that maybe taking a month off. You can't do that. I can't. No, you can't because with the podcast that you're starting off with, like, it's important to have a. It's important. So let's say. Maybe social media for myself, like as in Facebook, because I don't use Facebook for the podcast. Really. Why not? Well, like I post that it's live, but other than that, I, I use it for scrolling up my timeline and seeing what has changed in my high school people's lives. That's not that's not important. 
you know? <laughs> <laughs> I should be using it to make connections with other people and, yeah, growing my fan base, basically. I have to be honest, I don't have a Facebook. I haven't had a Facebook since high school, and one of the reasons that made me not want to have a Facebook is that they would look into your things. What do you mean? Go into your stuff. Like, well, yeah, you're putting it out there. It's already public. <laughs> That's what stopped me from using Facebook. And come to find out, Instagram and Facebook are linked. Yeah, Facebook bought Instagram. <laughs> so yeah, there goes my. I just there like I'm like now I'm saying okay for Mila Beauty purposes I want to do a Facebook I want to do a Twitter you know I have to have those things but I don't know how to be a social media person. That's that's the hard part, yeah. It's weird. I don't know how people just... The other thing is, it's the privacy. Ah, I like my privacy, and yes. I don't want people knowing everything about my life. Yes. And the hard part is, once you become a social media guru or whatever it's called, you put your entire life on there. Like, I, have, I know this person who is wedding, everything, like... His entire life, he Snapchats 24-7. And I'm just like, wow, there's nothing left for you at all. Like, why do people need to know that about you? It's, it's a sociology thing. It's like you get some type of gratitude from it. You know, it's a feeling. Um, it's yeah. actually like a psychological type of thing where you get some type of happiness high from it, though. Yeah, and I think that's also because we stopped talking with people we yeah. stopped seeking out like that one-to-one thing so we don't have a community anymore we have social media to replace that and that's the sad part but oh well i don't know that's why this podcast is so wonderful because i get to actually sit down with people and have a conversation because i don't think me and you usually when have... are you going to do a video podcast um i'm working up to that yeah, because, like, people like Joe Rogan, he makes me so excited because he just has, his podcast is super long, it's like three hours, each one, and he has a video that goes with it, so he just records the whole conversation, and then he does the podcast for people who don't have the time to watch the video, and it's so awesome, and he does Radio. four episodes a week, which is crazy. I wish I could do that, Who's one day Joe I'm going to do that. Joe Rogan, he used to be, like, a USB fighter. The guy that you had on the call? Like, you showed some type of video call? Or... No, 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 that was a different one. That was um, that was the Tactical Talk, which is an awesome podcast. Go listen to it. Um, it usually just focuses on people who are part of the military and, like, special forces, and they tell you about, like, the ins and outs of the special forces. It's super cool. Anyways, that I like sounds it. cool. <laughs> but Joe Rogan, he's just, he's a comedian. He used to be a UFC fighter, and now he does UFC commentator stuff. Like, he talks about the fight as it's going on. Which is awesome. Joe. Yeah. It's called the Joe Rogan Experience. Yeah. Oh! Mm-hmm. So, like, my friend, he's a freaking... Yeah, he's been talking about this guy. My friend, he's actually really into UFC stuff. Mm-hmm. That's dope. If I could fight in the UFC, I totally would. No, you wouldn't. I still would. And Ronda Rousey, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? I just need to train. What? I just have to train for like two years straight. Like not not work. Do you think not see that, my family just just fight all day every day? Do you not think it's a, a like for for me and this other friend that we actually see it as a a bad thing? 
The UFC? Yeah. Why? I don't agree with what they do. Is this fighting? Fighting. Like that. Brutal. It's one fight every year. You look at the martial arts. Yeah. You guys seen Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's completely different. I mean, yeah. This is not. Because you don't learn martial arts to go instigate fights. But UFC, it's like you're, you're making money off it. But that's how they make their living. They're fighting. It's like boxing. But why do people find pleasure in watching fight? people brutally beat each other up? Because we're all violent in nature. <laughs> They're just watching other people live out their like violent thoughts. Like how many times have you gotten cut off in, in traffic and thought like if I could just catch that person and just beat the fuck out of them, I would. But you don't do it because that's you. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> You know, you they guys, could, yeah. I've never been in a fight in my life. Never have I. Thank God. Yeah. And you want to join the UFC? No, I don't want to join it. But if I if I could, then I would. I just want to know how to protect myself. That's it. That's not protecting yourself. What do you like learning martial arts to protect yourself? Yeah, martial arts and UFC. But Krav Maga. Okay, for the for the UFC, they usually have a base style of fighting. Like some people do jujitsu, some people do Krav Maga. Like. It's martial arts at the bottom of it, and then they just go and they use that skill to, like, mixed martial arts. That's what it is. And, and then you they beat somebody to hit green. And you get paid millions of dollars to do it. No, they, it's only a few. Only a few that do it, yeah. Only a few. Yeah. Out of how many? Probably, like, ten of them. So many people. Yeah. There's a lot of millionaires? No, there's a lot of people who aren't millionaires. Who aren't millionaires. They're just fighting because they like it. There's like okay, who's there's the uh, one guy who's a big mouth Irish dude, Connor. Connor McGregor. Ah, <laughs> Connor McGregor. How many times he's fought like so many low level people and he's mm-hmm. lost. Yeah. Who's the recent guy? Uh, so he has a his Latino type of name. Is it Nate Diaz? Yeah, Nate yeah. Diaz, and he lost to Nate Diaz. Yeah. I wasn't Nate Diaz a low like he doesn't. He's make not. A lot of money. He doesn't make a lot of money, but that's just because he's finally getting into the UFC. But he's fought, like, for many years. But this guy, Conor McGregor, lost. But he's still getting paid more It's because he's talk shit. Yes, and he builds up that, like, um... He's the Trump of UFC. <laughs> Don't say that. Oh, my God. I think McGregor is the Trump. He's entertaining. That's what he is. Yeah. He's, he's super entertaining. He's an entertainer. Ugh. He gets paid so much money. It's crazy. I could talk to that man. I'd say, hey, man. Chill. Chill. Yeah. But I can't say shit. But apparently he has a story, like him and his wife. Like, he's been through a lot. And then, yeah, I was just like, that's that's amazing. You do you. You succeeded. Yeah. Like, you made a decision and then you followed through with it. That's it. And if it makes you happy, you do. Right? No. <laughs> Why? I can't imagine myself beating another person like i fought my little brother and it's not fun fighting my little brother you know when you fight your siblings yeah you're just like i want to beat the fuck out of you (laughs) i'm gonna kill you i swear to god like there was at this one point you know he just got bigger than me yeah and you can't do anything (laughs) it's not fun anymore (laughs) getting your ass whooped and that's what i think about it's like these people literally go yeah 
But they have the motivation of the money behind it. That's it. That's the only thing that motivates yeah. you to beat up another human being. Mm-hmm. Money. Mm-hmm. That's the world we're living in. Yeah. Thank you very much. And they get paid so much. Like, um, there's a, it's like inequality in how the women in UFC are paid and the men. And like Ronda was like three million, I think, for her last fight. I think that's what she won. And um, the guys. Even though win. she lost. Yeah. Guy? Yeah. And the guys get paid twenty five or twenty million dollars. Can I be honest though? Yeah. It's people that they the audiences are there. Yeah, for the women. For women. Yeah. It's, it's and then so on sad. top of that, it's because women are not watching women fight. Fight. Exactly. You're not supporting women fighting. <laughs> I'm not supporting that crap. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like uh, I can support boxing because of the fact that it's not so brutal and you can't kill somebody. Oh, you still can. I mean, yes, you can. Yeah, they, like, get, they still get um that CTE. Uh, it's I'll never be able to get that. All right, now you just gotta say bye and leave um, them with your words of wisdom. What do I say? Um. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So, any last words of wisdom? Last words of wisdom. My last words of wisdom to um, anybody who's listening to this podcast or who will be listening to this podcast in the future, go for your dreams, go for your goals, and never let failure stop you because failure is inevitable. Exactly. All right. Where can they follow you? (laughs) Follow me on Instagram, Jamila Speaks, and then follow me on my YouTube page, Mila Beauty. Mila spelled with like... M I L A, you know Mila J. The the singer. Yes. <laughs> All right, and that's it. That's it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yay! Alright, that's all I have for you this week. And if you enjoyed this episode or any of the previous ones, please go leave me a review on the iTunes store so that others can find these conversations a bit easier. Or just slide in my Twitter and Instagram DMs at the handle Elshampole. Also, pass by my website elshampole.com and check out the Warrior Heart and Lion Heart collection that my sisters and I have been working on. I know a lot of you have been asking when they'll be available, and they finally are. So you can let us know what you think on Instagram at the IG handle shumpole35. We also have some pretty cool writing projects coming up in the next few months. So if you're a writer, poet, photographer, or just creative in general and want to know more about getting your work featured or collaborating, go check out kingdomsinthewild.com for more information. Other than that, tune in next week, same time, same place, for another inspiring and informative episode. Till next time.